Welcome to the Osue Ibarra Podcast. Yes, 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 and yes. Welcome back, guys, to the Osue Ibarra Podcast. I'm so glad you guys are here with us. We do this every, every Monday and Wednesday we're posting. Mondays you hear from me, Wednesdays you hear from my team. But once a month, guys, I'll do an interview and then also do an awesome book review with some great friends of mine. Today I have some awesome minds in here. Um, I used to be a part of a book club um, and I was so honored to be invited and be a part of it um, until I tapped out because these guys are insane. They do like four books a week and it's like, I salute you. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not at that level, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, it's always good to surround yourself with some people that are mentally strong like that. So with that, I have Carl Schultz and Caleb Bernard with us. What's up guys? What's going on? So uh, with that, I'm going to ask them a couple questions just so you guys can know who they are and have an idea of why I brought them on and why they're so awesome. So uh, Carl, one, tell us your name, where you're from, um, and then also if you're uh, if you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? Oh, geez. So I'm from originally born in California, grew up in Alabama, and ended up in Colorado somehow. Dope. Okay. Yeah. That's sweet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why'd you come out to Colorado? I came out for Karis, actually, and just never left. Nice. Okay. Kind of kind of fell in love with the place. It's sweet. It's the mountains. It's a it? cool. It's a cool place. Yeah. Yeah. You still love it right now? No. <laughs> the, the cold and the quarantine thing is not cool. Yeah, no, it's not fun yeah. at all. Uh, times like this make me miss Arizona so much. Shout out to my Arizona family. Listen. I think, I think it might be the vitamin D, too. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> so with that, man... Um, you came out here. You're loving it. It's going good. If you can throw anything on a billboard, though, what would it be and why? I have no idea. If I had, like, a website, it would definitely be that. But if not, it's my YouTube channel. Yeah. Dude, yeah. you guys got to go, gotta, go uh, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was His good. content is hilarious. Yo, no, he's, like, he's seriously. Gotta, my favorite one is the one you did on the incline. It. Oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You guys got to check it out. Don't worry. I know you said don't subscribe, but I'm going to put the link in the show notes. So, guys, please go follow it, subscribe it. And then when he's not posting, get on there and just like be like, Carl, where is your stuff? You know, yeah, that's just get on them. Biggest so. problem, not posting. <laughs> now, we'll talk about this probably some sometime in the podcast, I believe, uh, on the different types of, you know, obligers. What do you call that? Uh, that's from Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies. Four Tendencies. Yeah, and one remind me of your tendency? I'm an obliger. An obliger, meaning? Meaning it's the way you, it's how you react to inward and outward expectations. Okay. Yeah. And so how do you react again? We're people pleasers. We react, Caleb's the same way. Yeah. He's, a, he's an obliger pleasers, as well. Man. I'm an obliger too, actually, I think. Saying so, no is so hard. It is, actually. So we, we won't say no to outward expectations, but we'll uh, say no to our inward, inward. expectations. Yeah. Okay, so that's what I'm saying, guys. Get on his YouTube channel, and everyone just start saying, "Where is the comments? Where is the videos?" And I'm telling you, the the burning sensation on the inside will say, "All right, Carl, I got to do it." Okay, uh, see, so yeah, you might be onto something. Yeah, but uh. <laughs> well, awesome. That's Carl, guys. Carl's literally uh, a brilliant mind. Like I always tell him every time that we were in the book clubs, like he always challenged me with his thinking and just. He's just different from me. So, like, with that, it just makes me think different and have to look at the picture the other way. You know, some people may say it's a six. I say it's a nine. Carl's like, no, bro, it's a six. And so I have to step on his side to see, oh, okay, I can see the six and that nine. 
But anyways, all that to say, Caleb, what's up, man? Yeah, where what's you, up? What's your, where are you from? And what brought you out here? And if you could put anything on a billboard, what would it be and why? Yeah, so originally I'm from South Texas. Like, you know how Texas comes down to that point at the very bottom? Yeah. That's South Texas. Houston ain't South Texas. <laughs> you still got like a seven-hour drive from where I'm at to get to Houston. Okay. Like, come on, you're in the middle of Texas somewhere. <laughs> uh, I bet you get uh, irritated with a lot of posers just like, oh, we're from South Texas. It's like, I'm like, where are you from? They're like, San Antonio. I'm like, (laughs) you're in the middle of civilization, Holmes. (laughs) No, but Real quick, out there, uh, since we're talking about Texas, we just uh, shout out to everyone there. Our prayers go out to you guys, and um, we're we're for you guys. We're praying for you. Did your your family get hit with the Texagenin? Oh, yeah. Oh, they got it, too. Dude, even in Brownsville, like, it... Maybe we get 50 degrees every other Christmas. That's how cold it gets there. Wow. Like, not very cold. And so it was like in the 30s, I think even in the 20s down there. Oh, wow. Like, power's off for days and days. And yeah. Gosh, your dad's bad. still there. So, like, how was he? Was he good? Oh, uh, no. He, so, my dad is in Texas, but he's in North Texas. But oh, okay. they still got, I mean, they got hit pretty good too. Uh, Their water pipes busted or whatever. Dang. So, they were without water for a few days. And uh, I mean, they got it all back now, but they did pretty good. My cousin had an RV, so that's how he survived. He just went and jumped in the RV with the kids. and <laughs> wow. Dope, yeah. man. But no, everybody seemed to be doing pretty good. Well, good, man. Yeah. Good. Like some people lost electricity. Some people didn't. Some people had fireplaces, which is kind of strange <laughs> in South Texas. But hey, they got it and it worked. So Man, that's awesome, man. So uh, from uh, Texas, and now you're here in Colorado. What about you out here? Yeah, so well, I've been in and out of Colorado for about 10 years. Uh, my cousins used to live out here, and we'd come up during high school during the summers and do vacation bible school with them in castle rock sweet yeah so i was like in and out during the summers and then i ended up coming to college out here in denver um and my parents came to karis yeah and so that's how i heard about karis bible college and then fast forward a couple years i'm back out here for that and i'm just hanging around that's awesome man. and now you work for the ministry too right i do work for the ministry Uh, i'm in the finance department loving it Love and life. I'm actually in the office and been in the office for months and months now. So that's like a lifesaver. Yeah. I know for us extroverts, man, we love the interaction with people. And when, it's, when that's like kind of cut off, it's like, dude, this sucks. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah. Even, even for introverts. A- I know introverts are even saying now too. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I kind of want to see people, you know? Oh, that's me. But I, I came, I'm like halfway. I'm like 51, 49 introvert, extrovert. So, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was like, I hit mine months ago. I was like, I need, I got to see faces. <laughs> awesome uh so speaking of uh seeing things uh if people were to drive by what would they see on your billboard oh man uh it's got to be some kind of some kind of advertisement honestly it's really you know cliche kind of just you know basic white girl advertising out there for my businesses (laughs) you know something like that yeah just like we got some real estate product go buy our stuff (laughs) (laughs) that's sweet no uh uh, Chris is, I was about to call you, or no, I did call your dad's name. Uh, Caleb, Caleb's dad, Chris Bernard, uh, man, he is a beast when it comes to commercial real estate. And, um, that was honestly, I always tell him like, that's one of my favorite classes in there. Mm. And that's something that eventually down the road, I hope to get in is commercial real estate. So it's easier than a lot of people it. think. Yeah. It's easier and it's more hands off than residential. Yeah. Yeah. Dope. So all that to say, these guys are awesome and I'm so glad that they're here. Uh, so with that, we're going to talk about this book called You Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. 
Uh, man, I'm telling you, this book is not for the weak. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but it definitely challenge you uh, if you You're are. Not wrong. It, no, no. Uh, if if you definitely feel weakish, you know, because uh, again, we're a spiritual podcast. You know what I mean? Not just self improvement. But uh, the scripture tells us, "Let the weak say, I'm strong." Well, this book will definitely gear you up to say, I'm strong and I'm going to step into it or definitely challenge you into that. Um, I had the honor of listening to the book. I didn't actually, you know, read the physical copy, um, but I encourage those of you guys who have Audible to really check it out that way too, because what they do is after each chapter is read, they kind of break down and do a podcast. So you get a little extra uh, versus the book. So what ends up happening is the narrator then interviews and uh, interacts with David Goggins and they start talking back and forth. And there's just a lot more content in there. Um, David really just explaining why he said what he said or going into more details of the story that he lays out in the book. And so uh, for those who are looking at that, I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And I'm so glad that this is a podcast and not a video because I just drooled, but you guys didn't see that, so it's fine. <laughs> but all that to say, uh, we're just going to open it up with this question about You Can't Hurt Me. If you had to rate it from a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I didn't really get much from it, 10 being I got a lot, like just life transformational, uh, how would you rate the book? What do you think, Caleb? Well, I think I missed out on the Audible deal because I listened to it on YouTube, and I oh. didn't. There weren't those podcast interview deals after each mm. chapter or something oh. like that. Or okay. at least I didn't. Whatever I listened to didn't have that, and that <laughs> sounds really cool. Um, but I'd probably give it a five for yeah. me. Like, okay, that dude is intense. Like, I'm not. <laughs> like, there was a lot of cool stuff, but I'm not gonna do anything that that fool did. <laughs> No, seriously, this guy was doing like pull-ups and pretty much ripping his skin to where like you could almost see bone, right? Like, man, he ran a hundred-mile yeah. race without prepping for it. He like <laughs> heard about it three days in advance, and then like, oh, I just went through two hell weeks with the Navy SEALs. I can do this crap, no problem. <laughs> and he does this hundred-mile race, and he's bleeding everywhere, like kidney failure. Like the dude's Ugh. broken bones. The dude yeah. is like. I don't even know how else to explain it. It's just like he pushed himself beyond any limit that I would even consider. Right. I'm just like, how do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so five from Caleb. Carl, what you think? I'd give it about a seven. About a seven? Yeah. Why's that? Because he's all about – I thought there was some good – there's some good, like, one-liners. A lot about – he talks yeah. about, like, vic, ne, you're never a victim. It's like you're, it's always self-imposed. Like it's a self-imposed mindset of like where your limits are. And he's a lot of people can't get past places in life because they limit themselves. Right. So I thought it was, it was, it was a really interesting take. Yeah. No, f seriously. Like for, for me, what I would rate it is I would end up falling in like 7.5. And I only say not the reason it's not an eight for me is because again, um, for those who are very sensitive to like, um, let's say, how do I say that? Swearing. Foul, swearing. Yeah. Foul language, whatever. Uh, yeah, this is definitely not a book for you. You would not like it. Okay. It'll definitely get under your skin. Well, he, um, not for the same But years. he's a Navy SEAL. So right. he, I mean, so I think part of that played into it. So it's, I think so too. And I think most people, what they don't do, they're not, uh, great at pulling out, you know, you know, when they say about cows eating hay, like they're good at eating the grass and spitting the sticks. I think some people struggle with spitting sticks on that. And especially if, uh, some people may look at it and it's like, well, I can find something better somewhere else. But what's unique about the story is that um, this guy's literally like crazy. Like 
And it's just something that in his mind that just switches and just says, you know what? No, I'm tired of being overweight. I'm tired of uh, failing in life. I'm tired of losing. And literally just something in his mind just says, I'm done. I'm going to switch and I'm going to, you know, some people will tell you to take baby steps. I'm the fan of taking baby steps. David Goggins would laugh and say, no, you just need to dive deep, you know, dive deep into it. And he just didn't have any quit in him. So for me, I, I, I rate it kind of high for myself too, because, um, he challenges me, um, especially like when I would go jogging in the summer, um, his 40, 60 rule, you guys catch that? Like that rule to me was nuts. Uh, basically he was saying that if you're pushing yourself and your body's hurting or breaking down, um, and you know, you want to quit, he says you're only at 40% capacity. So you have another 60% that you just need to push through to, to go. And I remember for me when I um, – shout out to Clyde Elliott. So um, Clyde, he uh, – me and him did an interview on the Heavy Revy show. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. And he's an awesome uh, boxer um, that is a student at Curse Bible College, right? One time he took me to go jogging with him. Yeah, and so, uh, you know, I thought, you know, oh, a mile jog, that's going to be fun, man. No, it's three miles, man. He took me out for three miles right here by. That was his jog. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, this sucks, dude. the longest I've ever run in one run <laughs> session. It's like, this is so dumb, man. I was behind this hardware store all the way right behind um, Safeway and going up to O'Reilly's and then back to the hardware store. Mm. So anyways, like, it just sucked. The, the first mile and, and a half was good. And it's like 8,000 feet. Here, yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no oxygen here. Seriously, like, it was just, it was nuts. But anyways, as I was going, I had Goggins playing in my head, um, and that's like really pushed me because my legs, man, my quads really started cramping, and like, you know, almost stiffening. So I was like, ah, oh, I'm just gonna stop and stretch. And Clyde, he was a big guy before too. And he's like, nah, bro, you gotta keep going, dude. You gotta keep going. I got Goggins in my ear saying, man, the, you know, man up. You know what I mean? So. As I pushed through, boom, the cramps went away, and, like, there was just another part of it. So, I don't know, like, that's why I rate it high is because I was able to take that away, and now when I'm going through certain seasons, whether it's physical, whether it's mental, spiritual, uh, and it's tough, I'm realizing, like, if I feel like I'm at my pushing limit, I'm really only at 40%. Mm -hmm. There's still another 60 that needs to go. So, I don't know. What are some, like, cool takeaways you guys got from that, from the book? Not necessarily that point. So, I thought, do you think, his childhood had anything to play into like his childhood was terrible oh man yeah a hundred percent i'm not even sure that he got completely over it oh i so that's why i think he did like the training and just like crushed it i feel like that might be play into some of it because he just like dove into the pain like he's right like you were saying he just like goes into it yeah well let me ask this too actually this is good i'm, I'm glad we're coming here uh because personality types do you think personality types I, just because, all right, yes. so Monday we just talked about this, uh, Allie and I, on the Enneagram, right? We were talking about the different personalities. Sure, sure, sure. So with that, do you think your personality type has a, has a type to play? Because my dad, me and him were talking. Oh, yeah, because this, this is not for everyone, 100%. And he was just like, and that's what he was telling me. He's like, no, it's not for everyone, you know. Uh, and for me, and maybe it's my personality of, you know, being a three, I just want to achieve or paint the picture of achieving, you know. You're a three two. I'm a three two. Oh, You're a three two. No, I'm a one. But well, there's oh. a lot of threes in D's and B's. <laughs> well, that's what happens when you have a three running it, you know. <laughs> um, that's but, fair. <laughs> shout out Clay. Clay's gonna be on here too, guys. By the way, Clay Caldwell. So we'll love him. We'll let him. We'll let him go. 
Um, Carl's over here shaking his head at me because I'm like stomping the water. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you guys are probably driving right now and thought you probably thought you ran over like a dog or something like that. No, it's on the podcast. I promise you're good, okay? Um, so uh, personalities, have a place to play in it? I think so. I think there was a good mixture of what was going on with David. I think, I mean, he came from a really, really abusive and confusing background, like his dad putting on two faces, like all these things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and not having any reason for what he was doing to his kids. Right. And the way that he just jumps in to the pain later on in life and almost welcomes it like he's not doing anything unless he's getting hurt. Mm. I'm just like, did you – I don't know. I just felt but like I, it really Like one of him. the stories like with his dad, he was like getting the beating yeah. with the belt. And he just – like he went – like he was like – He stopped crying. Re- he was ready – yeah, he stopped crying. He's yeah. like <laughs> He was like ready to die. Like he wow. was just over the – do you remember that part? I do. Um, and he started getting whooped. Was that after hitting his mom or something like that? Or No, no, no. It was protecting his mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why he got beat. And so he got the beating instead. That's right. That's right. That's crazy. Well, so you're saying like from that, just like, know. okay, I'm, I'm about to die. I'm over. It just translates over to him just, you know, kicking butt, <laughs> um, you know, grow, uh, growing to his later years. I don't. I maybe. I don't think that kicked in until a certain point, because didn't I, didn't he like give up on a couple of things before he started really pushing himself? Like, didn't he want to quit at least like the basketball team or something like that? Like, remember they were like moving to Indiana or something like that? I think, and I think he didn't make the varsity team, mm-hmm. and he just like wanted to quit, or I don't know, and a couple other things. He just like wanted to give what up, was the, uh, yeah, or always was cheated on tests and things like that, just trying yeah. to skate by. Yeah, and then all of a sudden there's like. This mindset where he's like, crap, I just got to take it and go. Right. I don't know how that happened. I think part, so part of it was like he, the testing and stuff, he could like cheat because it was like he talked about it. It wasn't like, it wasn't real. So he could, he like didn't have to take responsibility for anything yet, I felt like. Mm. And so he could like squeak along until like after high school was like, yeah, all that was a waste. And now I'm a failure for real, for real. Yeah. Well, do you guys think um, coming down to this, because I think David Goggins, even with what he kind of just his message that he's trying to get across is that no excuses, pretty much that everyone has opportunity to do something like this now, maybe not to the extreme or to the intensity of what he was doing. You know what I mean? But I think he uses that. You can't hurt me book just to get across that, you know, you can literally do it, but you have to push yourself to that limit. Um, do you think that that's true or do you think more you have to go through an experience of yourself, you know, of hitting, hitting a wall and just saying like, cause I don't know, I think sometimes hitting walls, we can all look at it as like, this sucks, but sometimes they're really wake up moments in our lives. I, th- I think I've heard, cause I feel like I've heard it a lot. Like a lot of people are not a lot. Some people will say that if, if you already know how to do something, you, you're not growing because like it, it took no effort. Right. So it's like the, if it, if there's a risk of failing there, that's where the growth is. Mm. And I think that's what he's trying to say. He just does it in a really extreme <laughs> way. Like it's so intense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kind of like what you say, like maybe like baby steps and like pushing yourself. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I think it all comes for me. It comes back to habits. You know what I mean? Um, and that's something that James Clear is real big on, too. Um, and I love can we, what, can we go back to personality oh, types? What, yeah, do you yeah. think, what do you think he is on the Enneagram? David Goggins? David Goggins. Oh, man. I can see him. 
So it's it's crazy too because Allie did a great job, uh, gave me some clarity. Again, for those who have have no idea what Enneagram is, I encourage you to go check out the last episode, um, and she goes into some depth behind it because I just got the realization of what an Enneagram, the difference between Enneagram and Myers Briggs are. Myers Briggs is kind of a rea- uh, is what that personality is doing where uh, Enneagram is more of why the motive of why they're doing what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like uh, they were talking about how like uh, eights, eight, nine and ones, they're kind of more from the gut, right? They're more, and I might be saying that wrong. So if I am guys again, refer back, they more motivate from anger, right? Yes. That's That's their their motivation. And so with that, I can honestly picture Goggins as an eight man, um, and the only reason I say it is because, again, he's challenging. He's against the system. That whole time when he went through the SEALs, he w- he was going against everyone. Um, that whole time when he was in high school, too, he talked about him dressing like just – Like a thug. Thug, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just to kind of get attention or just kind of you know push the lines almost. Um, but I guess almost with that, too, you can even say maybe he's uh, on the other, the other side more of the um, – another feeling part. So you have the gut. You have – I think it's heart, or is it? It's been a while since yeah, I've I know. been through it. So, uh, but anyways, I think uh, you're right on the anger, though. There's an anger. Yeah, there's there's an anger side. It's the gut feeling, and I believe that's again for like uh, nines, eights, and ones. And so, um, with that, anyways, I would picture him like that. Because that's what my dad was saying. So kind of going back to the conversation with my dad, he was saying, you know, he's probably a type A kind of personality, so that's why he's able to do what he does. Um, You know what I mean? And so it's like with that, people who are very type A can scold others who are not that way. And it's like, dude, you're sucking at life because you're not really pressing the, you know, pushing the limits uh, where others, you know, really you do need to take those baby steps. And that's why I like even to the um, Gretchen What's Gretchen Rubin? Yeah, Gretchen four Rubin. Tendencies. Four tendencies. And what's cool about that too is because uh, one thing I was able to take away with those tendencies was uh, laying out. Okay, how do I respond to things? So if I respond to a certain somebody um, more than myself, then I need some people to hold me accountable. Then or to really push the limits on me. Uh, you know, I can't just be the self motivating person myself. You know. Um, so yeah, that's what I think. I don't know. What are you thinking, Caleb? I don't know. I'm trying to remember all the Enneagram stuff. I'm not that really been that big into it. Yeah. But so, so I just looked it up real quick and just some like basic highlights of the eight. So the basic fear of being harmed or controlled by others, basic desire to protect themselves, to be in control of their own life and destiny. That's an eight. That's an eight. That sounds like David Goggins. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, it sounds like, cause like even, team. uh, so they're the challenger, the powerful dominant, dominating type self-confident decisive willful and con- confrontational yeah i think i would pick him as an eight all that to say i think that's pretty fair um one thing I, I do like from him another kind of story that he pulls out is uh his stories in the navy seal when they're kind of going through the training and he ends up uh stealing one of the regiments of their workout their hell week um, him and some guy, they still like this document or something like that. And so they know exactly what they're going to go through during hell week. Mm-hmm. And he was just saying, as long as you know, what's ahead of you again, you're able to push the limits and just realize, okay, it's just right there. I just, you know, even though it's like in the thousands, you know, I, I just know I'm right there. I just know what I'm, I'm aiming towards. Uh, do you guys feel that way? Or do you guys kind of like not oh, need yeah. to know what's up? 
No, when it's aimless and when I have no idea where the end line is, it's <laughs> super hard to keep going. Like, when am I going to get there? How long is this? How deep is this going to get? But when I know where it's at, like, it's super easy to manage. Just like, it, yeah, it's like I, I know where to go. So I know how That's far I am on the progress track. And if I'm three quarters of the way there, well, then, heck, I'm already almost there. True. So it's yeah. easy to push through. So I, I do find that to be accurate. Uh, what were some cool stories that you guys got from the book that you liked, that motivated you, pumped you up? I don't know if, like, a story, but one of the, like, like Carl was saying earlier, is filled with one-liners. It's really cool. Um, one of the things that I wrote down as I was listening is, like, the more uncomfortable he became, like, the more productive he was. Mm. And basically... I just, I like that. I agree with it. It's basically referring to change, right? And how you change. Yeah. Like if you're not literally changing from one thing to the next, like there's no growth. There's, you're not you're feeling dying. uncomfortable. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would you say? You're dying. You're dying. Yeah. Yeah. So change wow. takes being uncomfortable, like something new. Hmm. And <laughs> that's true for me anyway. No, it is. I, I mean, I think I, um, what you were saying too, Carl, like I, it kind of lines up with what, um, you know, Caleb just said, man, I keep wanting to call your dad's name, Caleb. <laughs> Everybody does. It's all right. <laughs> uh, I get called Chris like three times a week. Not yeah, even kidding. Really? Yeah, consistently. <laughs> awesome. um, but like, again, if you're not growing, you're, there's not uh, that opportunity to grow. If you already know it, you know, you're not, you're not really growing. You have mm-hmm. to be in that uncomfortable position and that uncomfortable place. And so, again, that's what I like about the book too, guys, is, it's really challenging you uh, to step out and just, you know, whatever you guys see in front of you. I mean, again, and that's another thing I like about him is because he really did go through hell growing up. You know what I mean? Like it's not light. It's um, I don't think it's just a, you know, a story to get, you know, uh, the book out. Uh, That was his real life. And with that, a lot of times we can point back to, our experiences or what happened in our growing up and use it as an excuse to fail. Or, you know, um, I come from, uh, um, Eloy, Arizona, right? And so we get, uh, literally the newspapers listed us as the second worst, uh, city to live at in Arizona. So nice. We get that rep. That's fun. Our high school, we get the rep of, Oh, that's where all the pregnant girls go to school, you know? So anyways, we're, we're like really picked on and really pushed at and a lot of times I've had friends or people in my life who have looked up their upbringing and just say no I can't do you know what so-and-so is doing because I didn't have the money they had Mm -hmm. or so-and-so had both their parents cool you know I didn't you know and the the list goes on and on I know like even for me um, I I didn't live in the wealthiest of place but again uh, I know I was a lot more privileged I had two awesome parents you know what I mean they're both pastors and so there's a lot of health to that where a lot of my friends had unhealthy situations where I mean gosh I'm thinking of one of my one of my friends her her uncle that lived with them was you know doing not so healthy things with her and stuff like that and so it's like in those people that are in those situations, uh, if you're in that, I'm telling you, a book like this will challenge you and push you because what David says, he's been through hell too, but he had to take a moment in his life and realize, like, I'm I'm the only one who can finish my story. And so he ends up pushing the limits of himself um, and really making an effort to make a big difference in his life. And this guy goes from cutting 300 pounds to mm-hmm. dropping weight to make it into the Navy SEALs. He ends up, you know, 
breaking marathon records. He ends up breaking, you know, pull-up records and just many more things. And now he's just at this place of uh, influence and success, but it's because he didn't uh, allow the true, true harm to be an excuse for him. Um, Joyce Myers says it like this, you know, don't allow your uh, situations to be stumbling blocks in your life, but let them be stepping stones in your life. Mm. And this is a powerful testament of David Goggins looking at something like this and not allowing his past to be a stumbling block in his life would be a stepping stone for him to kind of just, hey, man, I'm going to be the baddest guy ever. God made me to have all this. I'm going to crush it. You know what I mean? And he did. And so to me, that's that's really cool. So there was now what what you were talking. I thought of a story that yeah. I liked. He so when he was going through, I think it was Hell Week. He talked about uh, I think it's stealing souls. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. So he would do this thing. So the 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 guys that were running the <laughs> Hell Week, they yeah. would they're pretty much just making their lives hell. That's the whole point. And so like his whole goal was to still their soul like still their will like to yeah. keep on like messing with them like oh is that all you got and it's like i want some more yeah. <laughs> you mean he was antagonizing yeah yeah the like they would putting on hell week yeah yeah pretty much he would antagonize them and like his whole like group ended up passing through like none of them dropped out which was crazy right they would like sit there and like sing and stuff do you remember that part yeah they're uh what's that song um from um it's from, from a, a movie, movie. yeah, yeah. I can't remember. he would do the rocky song and then he would yeah. go through uh this other kind of war movie song i have it on my phone somewhere so i'll pull it up later and you'll hear it randomly play in the podcast guys um but like he would use it as motivation and stuff like that too mm-hmm. just to to push them not through. not like in a cocky but just like he said like you had to be humble about it because there was always someone that would right like put you in your place right but it was i think what uh what i was well, there was one guy who was just obnoxious, man. He was a yeah. jerk. He was like super mean, man. And obviously, I mean, you're you're going to something like that. I mean, you're not, you know, going to be nice about it. But um, he he was looking at them and just saying like, man, these guys are sipping on their coffee. They're, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping in their whatever. And then they're putting us through this hell. He's like, I'm going to prove them like, you know what? I'm going to do better than you. And if you were in hell week with me, you wouldn't last. He was pretty much at that attitude of like, dude, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to prove you wrong. And like at one point, I think they were holding the boats, right? You yeah, know, yeah. they kind of run with and they just say, kept saying like, you can't hold uh, boat crew three or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And they're just doing this chant thing. And then again, because after they stopped the exercise, they, they continued with it. And they're just like, you can't hurt boat crew three. You can't hurt boat crew three. And I think at like that point, they were up for like three days now. Yeah. And they're just still going. Like right. I think I remember him saying he was his their goal was to get in the minds of these guys so when they went home to their wives in a nice warm bed <laughs> that they couldn't sleep at night <laughs> just to mess with them. That's wild. Yeah, man. Like I mean, whatever. It, but it got them through it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. No, it, it's true, man. And um, again, whatever you guys need to motivate you to get to that point of just saying, like, man, you know, I don't care. I'm gonna keep pushing the limits. I'm going to keep going after it. Um, it's not a cocky way either. I mean, it's just, again, it's, you know, what do you need to do in your life to push you over to the next level where you're not just staying stagnant. And that's one thing I, like to me that that is just, just crazy. You know what I mean? Like I think of going through uh, wrestling conditioning and that sucked, you know what I mean? Wrestling mm-hmm. conditioning is terrible. I hate it. 
Um, but they took on, I mean, Goggins went through a, a much harder intense training and just wanted to prove them that, you know what, I'm better than you. Or I can take what you, I mean, again, it comes back to the title of the book, You Can't Hurt Me, you know. Do you, do you guys remember, I think it's called Failing Forward? Do you remember that book? Yeah, John Maxwell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yep. I feel like it was like similar themes. Mm. Explain too, that. Um, I'm going to butcher this. It's more, <laughs> I think the concept that I got out of it more so that in kind of parallel, paralleling with David Goggins' book, Can't Hurt Me, is it's, it's not to do everything right. Because, I mean, like his whole, he failed so many times. It's just pushing yourself and try like keep trying till it works and like that was his whole thing i think in buds and yeah. i think he failed multiple times right the test to even get in like he felt oh, that did. multiple times too like he just kept trying he got a tutor i think he <laughs> remember he's like to get through it he like he couldn't read it he would write the whole thing out the whole book out and just yeah. like f- memorize it it's true as he wrote it like he just tried everything until right. like it, he got through it so I thought that was really, it's like, if it doesn't work the first time, life, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's not meant to be. Right. He's like, no, like, I'm going to, I'm going to bust this door down. Right. It's no. his kind of whole, his mentality. It's good. I like the acronym. It's not in the book, but, um, acronym that I heard fail. It's a uh, first attempt in learning. Ooh. So if you fail at something, it's just your attempt in learning. You know what I mean? And I think pretty much that outlines, you know, his, his, his um, just way of viewing life. Like, again, I, I want to read some of the chapter titles to you guys too. So uh, he talks about who's David Goggins, the accountability mirror, embracing discomfort, right? He went through going through that, going backwards, callousing our minds, get knocked down and get up again. Again, that's another part of failing. Uh, Ultraman and the cookie jar, uh, passion in the governor, talent not required, uh, uncommon amongst uncommon, keep pushing yourself to greater heights, the importance of failure, again, talking about that failure aspect, acceptance, uh, there is no finish line. Um, and again, he just goes through these these awesome points in this. Um, but I really like that, man. Like, again, just if you fail at something, I mean, just keep it up. Like, I'm sure you guys have powerful testaments of opportunities where you guys had opportunities to quit in your guys' life or what you guys are going forward with. But, man, you guys are here and you guys are you know, crushing it. I'm sure your, your business and your line of work got a hit with COVID and everything like that. But I mean, you're here, you're crushing it. Oh, with me, with COVID? Yeah, yeah. No, dude, it picked up. Look at that. Boom. Okay. My social life tanked, but <laughs> I, had, I had more, I was turning down. I'm turn. I'm still turning down work. Wow. Like, yeah. So I, it's kind of nice. I get to pick and choose what I want to do. Boom. Okay. Which I'm, so I do construction. I'm a handyman. Yes. And so, Carl's good with his hands, guys. People got so many projects right now. It's unbelievable. <laughs> That's awesome, huh? That's great. Yeah. Uh, what is some advice that you would give to someone who reads this book or is considering reading this book? So I know I scored it a five, but that's not because I didn't like it. It's just because I'm not going to like do the physical feats that this guy did. Right. Like, oh, my gosh. But the principle of pushing yourself, and I think there are – personality traits that come into it because not everybody can just like get on themselves to get over it in the way that he motivated himself to just like get past these hardships in life. Right. Right. So I think your personality traits definitely come into how you perceive information, internalize it and then act on it. Hmm. Um, but there, those traits are definitely in this book, no matter how you learn, it's fantastic 
motivation to just like get over yourself and push yourself and learn. Like in, uh, I think it's in Proverbs 9. Um, give me a second. Proverbs 9, 9, it says, Give instruction to a wise man, and he will yet be wiser. Teach a just man, and he will increase in learning. So I think he was actually operating in the biblical principle of wisdom. Because like when you rebuke a fool or somebody like that, like they just react in anger or react in like it's a one-time deal like they're done with it like they're not going to learn they're going to go do their own thing but a wise man increases in learning so like that fail acronym that you mentioned first attempt in learning yeah that's awesome and i think this guy practices it i think you know biblical foundations and principles are in every aspect of life and people are operating Mm -hmm. in them and they don't even know it but that's what's bringing them success yeah and so i i pulled that out of this and i that's just some that fail acronym is awesome because I've been operating on something like that through Proverbs nine nine, <laughs> and it's just like, because I can I can def, like I hate criticism, really. Yeah. I'm not really good at taking it, you know. Okay. Because I'm a one. I'm a perfectionist. Like if it's not <laughs> done right the first time, then I failed. Like I sucked. Wow. But I've been learning. I've been growing it. Like no, I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna take that opportunity to actually increase in learning. Figure out what I did and just respond differently. I don't think people are actually looking for perfect, like perfectionism in, let's say, the workplace. Right. I think they're wanting to know how are you going to react and respond when I like bring something up that you could do better. Right. I think that response is actually more maturity and more wisdom and actually like more learning, and yeah. that's what I've been trying to operate in. Man, that's good, man. So I, I, I found that parallel kind of with, with the book and what he was doing just in a different way. Yeah. So what I thought with the book, yeah. It was a great perspective on like just just a gratitude. Like so he it's a terrible it's a terrible story. Like it's a, yeah. it's a sob story. Yeah. It's a tragedy. It is. And he like makes it out of it. And so for me it was just I have no excuses and it it was kind of like if I do try hard, like you you can succeed. You don't need to be born in the right family or have right. these opportunities or like he had no opportunities, terrible right. parents, <laughs> terrible school system, terrible friends, like everything. Yeah. yeah. He had nothing going for him. Right. But he figured it out. Yeah. So I thought that, that at least that perspective, I don't know, just almost me having gratitude. Right. I think so too. Like, um, it's true, man. I know like one thing I'll, I'll take away from it too. Last thing I'll, I'll kind of just note out there. Um, that encouraged me is along the same lines. Like there, literally, there is literally no excuses. None. Yeah. No, no excuses. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter how life has set you up or how unfair life has been for you. There is no excuses. You are where you are is because that's where you have put yourself. Um, and again, that could have been help from this messed up world and messed up system. But if you're still there, that's because you've allowed yourself to be there. And that's what this book does. And it just really shakes you up and just says, if you want to do something different, then you just got to put your heart and your mind to it. And literally like that's a script. Caleb, what you said was beautiful because it's true, man. It's a spiritual principle. If you believe and put your faith to like where this is where I want to be, again, you can have all hell coming against you. But, you know, um, and that's one bright side that we have, guys, versus, you know, I don't know if David Goggins is a believer or not. But, 
here's the deal. We have Christ in us, you know, the hope of glory. And if, you know, God before us, who can be against us? And so even with the challenging things against uh, coming our way, we have to press forward and just have that mental toughness and mental just self saying, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to keep pushing. I'm going to keep pushing no matter what obstacle kind of comes your way. And so um, that was pretty much my biggest takeaway to just uh, agreeing with you, Carl, man, like um, really there's no excuses. End of the day, period. Dot, dot, dot. Mic drop. Mic drop. Actually, Elijah will get upset with me. Don't drop the mics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Elijah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, um, any final thoughts? Because our battery is going to die. <laughs> read the book. It'll help. Yeah, just read. Read. Yeah. Read the book. It's true. Read lots of books. Actually, Every super facts. Book. Read. Um. And here's the other thing, too. If you guys have books that you would recommend us to read ourselves and maybe yeah, talk about cool. it in the podcast, that would be awesome. Uh, give us something juicy. Give us something crazy. Um, we one time read a book about glowing kids, and it's all about, like, computer screen time. Glow kids. Glow kids. Gosh. <laughs> oh, I said it wrong the, uh, even before the podcast. That one, like, too. stuck with you. That's like the It one. did, though. Like, I don't know. Like, to me, it was just so different. It's like... Didn't like a kid kill like his mom or something like that? Like it was nuts. What? Oh, that one probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's well, okay, so you not you got to give it. So glow kids. <laughs> so it's this uh, addiction counselor starts getting uh, these patients. A bunch of them get recommended to him that have a uh, addiction to screens, and so they call them glow kids because they got the glow of the screen in their face, and so it started being like little, like younger and younger kids were having more and more problems with it. Yeah. So it was really interesting, the psychology and, like, what the actual science of what's happening in the, in the brain of a young child. It's pretty much, it's, a, it's, a, it's oh, the screen in your face to a kid is, like, it's like having sex. Yeah. As far as the dopamine rush. Right. It's, it's that detrimental. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't let a 10-year-old engage in a sexual act, so why are we giving them screens was the guy's argument. Wow. I took out of it. Yeah. See, like I said, recommend books. <laughs> any books. Any books. <laughs> Alrighty, man. I'm telling you, I love it when we do book reviews. Uh, Caleb and Carl are amazing. Uh, like I said, Clay Caldwell, he's going to be joining us too. Um, if you want to check out some of the older uh, book reviews that we've done, you got to look at the Heavy Revy Show uh, where we've uh, reviewed some other books. We have a lot of fun, man, I'm telling you. Uh, but hey, uh, I want to end with this. Again, the best way to get the most out of this podcast the best way you're gonna really uh, gonna be blessed by this is that only if you date us. Yep, that's right. I said date us. Uh, dating is uh, date is an acronym that we use. And again, let me break it down for you. D is to DM us on the Josue Barra podcast. So if you shoot us uh, any questions or thoughts, again, uh, send us any book books that you think we should review. We would love to hear back from you guys. And again, provide you some awesome content that's gonna help you execute your call. Okay, so shoot us a DM at the Josue Barra podcast. Podcast. Uh, you can also, uh, an, another way that's going to help you really uh, glean from this episode is if you apply it. Again, I always say this, doesn't matter what book you read, doesn't matter what podcast you listened to or what your mentor said, or even what you've written in your journal that was so special and heart compelling if you don't execute. Again, we have to put action to what we receive, okay? That's the best way you're going to uh, grow in this podcast. Also, 
Another way to, the, uh, another best uh, method of learning is if you teach it. So that's what the T in date stands for, is to teach. Uh, and uh, one of the best ways you can teach is by sharing with a friend, telling them, yo, this is my biggest takeaway that I got from the Hosue Bar podcast. Uh, maybe start up your own book club, maybe uh, connect with people, but just teach what you're learning. Um, another great way to teach uh, what you learned from this episode is simply by writing a review. Write a, a review about your biggest takeaway uh, on, um, again, Apple iTunes or Spotify. Uh, lastly is exposure, man. Uh, you want to partner with this podcast and this podcast is really encouraging you. Uh, it, uh, help us with exposure by uh, sharing on social media uh, or with a friend. Again, that would really bless us. And again, the, the best way that you're going to pull from this is only if you date us. So uh, we love you and we can't wait to see you until next time. Peace.